Are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. You too, girl. It has been too long. I feel like I, yeah, too long. When your souls unravel around other people, it's like you know a part of them. What's that, lovely? I'm mad. It's kind of breaking up on my end. Yeah, it's breaking up on my end too. Let's try. All right, Raya, is that a little bit better? I think it's maybe catching up. Ashley lives on a beautiful property, but it is um, not the best for Wi-Fi sometimes. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I can I could try to relocate to a different room um, that would make the Wi-Fi a little stronger on my end. What do you think? I think we're I think, I think we're, we're okay. Good. If it starts getting choppy on your side with the other network that we just switched to, you can certainly let us know, though. Okay, this is definitely better so far. Yeah, it's, okay. probably, it's probably our end. That's, nature and work uh, <laughs> does not like technology. So we're in the energy bunky. So she gets totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh, but yeah, girl, it's just so good to see your face and hear your voice. I was honestly, I was like, the universe must be channeling Raya in this morning. Because normally I'm a country girl. Like I'm listening to country. I, I move into a little bit more um, like... Um, uh, I don't even know what the word is more drumming, more tribal, but today I was driving home and all of a sudden my radio, I was trying to get something on my phone to hook up to my Bluetooth and it wasn't all of a sudden my radio flipped on and it was Beyonce. And she was just like the, you won't break my soul song. And she was just like, <laughs> I was like, yes. And then the news came <laughs> on and I kept like flipping it. Finally found a station and it was Eminem, like the, the eight mile, like, um, um, lose yourself in the music. Like that one. Yeah. I was just like, Oh my God, this is so like, just the, the eclectic. I was just like, ah, oh, it's getting me ready for Raya. Like the music. <laughs> so like, yeah, it was just really, it was cool. The muse is waking you up. Totally, girl. Totally. <sighs> so for those that That's don't awesome. know, we met Raya at the Bodhi retreat this past spring. And Raya does embody work, embodiment work and also does some sort of wilderness weekend where you guys go out into the woods too, which is also um, a part of what she does. But from your perspective, Raya, why don't you just tell our audience, what are the things that you offer to the world? 
Cool. So I'm, uh, well, first of all, I'm so happy to be here and, uh, I'm an embodied transformation coach, which basically means that I help people create the lives they want, achieve the goals they want and do it with their bodies, like on the same team as their body. And we can talk a little bit more like as we go in about like why that's so important and why that helps us manifest things that we can't without our bodies. Um, cause a lot of us are told sort of like, you know, if you want to get ahead, you better ignore your body and work harder. And I've actually found that the opposite is true that if we really want the most out of our lives, that our bodies are so important to be a part of that journey with us. So I help people, um, through coaching, through, uh, dance and really, you know, I've found over my own dance practice and in my coaching journey and in my wilderness work, there's a common theme. I call them the five steps of the embodied transformation process that typically, even though it might look different person to person, we all have to kind of travel through these different bubbles, these moments, these ahas to really solidify a change in our lives. And so, like you said, with wilderness, this can apply out in nature too. Um, so I just took Elise who hosts the Bodhi retreats on a mother daughter wilderness quest last weekend, um, where we followed the five steps of the embodied transformation process. And she had some really big breakthrough aha moments. And that's the same process that I use Anytime I teach a dance class or anytime I coach somebody or run a program or facilitate at a retreat. Mm, amazing. Now, what are those five steps then, Raya? Yeah. So there's, there's sort of like two ways to look at it, the mental way and the body, like the nervous system way. So Mentally, you know, the, the first step of any process, if we're taking the, the intentional transformation process into the nervous system, the first thing we need to signal to our nervous system is that, hey, you're safe. You're safe in the unknown. Because if we're truly transforming something or manifesting something new in our lives, that means we are going to the unknown and our bodies are so helpful and protective of us that they will often see any unknown, any new thing as a threat. And so they will self-sabotage. That's what we hear that term a lot, right? Like self-sabotage. I don't think of it that way. I think of it as the nervous system in the body saying that's new. We don't know about it. So it might be unsafe. So we're going to sabotage. As you were going to pull you away from that new thing and keep you in the familiar pattern because we want to keep you safe. Huh? So that's what your nervous system is doing when you're self-sabotaging. It's just a part of your body trying to keep you safe. So step one is really getting in touch with that part of your body, speaking its language and communicating. We're going to go do a new thing. We're going to take a new action. We're going to feel a new feeling. We're going to step into something unknown and we're safe to do it. And so if we're going all the way down to the body level, what that the way we can signal that is like slow 
movements, especially in the spine, slow inhales. And maybe like y'all could do it with me and anybody watching, just like try that on right now. What's it like just to like slow down your inhale and give your spine like a little, as slow as you can go, a little snake through the spine. And even slower, if you're feeling like you're clenching around it, like even slower, even softer. And maybe you take it side to side. Make sure, sure you're not driving. All the way <laughs> make sure you're not driving. Make sure you're not driving. Or be driving, but maybe don't sue us if you're driving. Don't close your pull eyes. Over. Keep, your, driving. keep your eyes open. <laughs> I noticed so just notice. Catches up to it. Does that make sense? Like my, Tell me more. My breathing naturally starts to follow that flow in and out. Yes. And so as you probably know through, oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. As you all know, like our breathing is so much of a signal to our nervous system. So we have to learn how to communicate. We're going to be cool. We're going to be safe. We're okay. Even when we're going to go do the thing that scares us. Right. And then once we're like, okay, you know, I got, we good, we good, we good. Then step two is really all about desire and commitment. And when we feel what we really, really want, when we actually let ourselves feel what we really, really want, sometimes that feeling can be huge. It can feel explosive. It can feel overwhelming. There's a, if we don't have what we really, really want, it's usually because we feel scared or we think we can't have it. And so the feeling of really connecting to what we want can be big. And so what we want to do in this next step is get clear on what we want, get clear on what we're going to say no to so that we can say yes. We cut away the BS and we step toward what's true. And in order to do that, in order to cut and step and commit, that's when our body really needs, that's when we need to be like pumped up and powerful. So we actually practice with like our exhales and our strong movements of like extending the whole way or taking a step forward or pushing something away or stepping into it. And the movements change so that the signal to our nervous system changes and says, I am strong enough for this. I am worthy of what I want. I'm allowed to want this. And this energy of what I want is not too big for me. I am big enough to receive this. So it's empowering ourselves. Like maybe you've heard of people doing a power pose um, in the mirror. Yeah. And totally. We were just talking about this. There was something you were trying to achieve and you were like, I can't get it. I can't get it. And then you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to do my power walk. And she's like doing her thing and nailed it every time. So there is so much power in that. Exactly. Loud, take up space. Right. Like that's the, like, I'm here. Motherfucker. Like it's really like, Boom. And I see it even just like the way that you explain that step. It was just like your arms were out and like, I can feel it move through your body of just like, yeah, I love that. Okay. 
Exactly. Totally. <laughs> so the more we can train our body. Yeah. So it's like, and if for anybody watching, that's not driving, you know, put your arms up and let your heart get big and open your mouth and make a sound and be like, just what, what, uh, oh. Ash said, I'm here, motherfucker. <laughs> And feel how much energy starts moving through your body. And so when that energy moves, we stay big enough to let it move. And then we are big enough to step toward what we want. Okay, so whew, then we're at step three. This is like that peak experience. We've cut through something. We've taken a step. And now we're here and we're really shedding everything that gets in the way of maintaining this goal. So a lot of that is old belief patterns, old feelings. The reason we've stayed clenched on to relationships that don't serve us, the reason we stay clenched on to jobs that don't serve us, the reason we don't fully directly communicate what we want in, in conversations, right? We're afraid of losing something. But what we find is that we have to be willing to lose that thing to have what we really want, right? That's that last step. And then in, in this creation phase, it's like the cocoon before the butterfly. We turn to mush. Our nervous system releases tension that we've been holding that we needed when we were really strong so that we can completely soften that we can shake out things we don't need and we make space to turn to mush, receive what we've called in and allow it to transform us. So that's Girl, like, like you, uh, have me, you totally have, like, I'm I just like, are you yeah. like a little mush puddle right yeah. now? Girl? I'm like, I feel like you're taking me through. I, I feel like you're going to cry. I, right? am. I, I, like, I, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you can see my eyeballs right now, but I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like it is that softening face. I'm like, okay, she's just talking about it. Like, woo, amazing. And, well, I'm not, I'm not just talking about it. I am embodying it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, you know, I'm talking from the place of being in it. Right. And I'm like, here's what it's like right now over here. Mm -hmm. And that is translating. Like I said, our nervous systems don't speak English. Our brains do, but your nervous system is listening to my nervous system. Totally. And that's where you're feeling it. And that's where just doing mantras or just trying to like mind our way through a transformational process could miss this magic where it's like, oh, we actually need that that information, that language of the body to go all the way down here. So we feel it. So we breathe it. So our body gets used to it. So I love that you're all feeling it. <laughs> your energy girl. Like I just, and I think of that even just like at the Bodhi retreat, I felt like an instant connection to you. I feel like mm -hmm. Angela and I are naturally like, we're always like, ah, but like, I feel like as soon as I met you, I was that way with you and same with Andrew. It's just like, I just want to like drape my body on yours. I want to be in your space. Like one so of the silly. things that I just kind of talked about a little bit on my social media is like energy signatures and people who match that place. And I just like, as soon as I was in your space and I'm not a dancer, like I'm somebody who's probably, I would define myself as like an awkward person in that like place, but like, this is totally different. This is totally different. And I feel like releasing that fear around being in your body to move it without that, like, 
lack of safety, no judgment, just be in it. And that movement piece that comes with it. Uh, yeah, girl, I'm just like, my soul is singing right now. So anyways, step number four, I will stop interrupting. Okay. I just love it. No, it's perfect. And I will I'll add to your caveat there, because like I said, I teach dance and like Ashley, like you just said, this is not learn a bunch of moves. This is not perform on a stage. This is dance that moves your body through these processes. They can look however they look. They can look like rolling around on the floor. They can look like bending over and letting your butt jiggle, like everything and anything, because it's not about what you look like to anyone else. It's about learning to feel these experiences and let them move through your body so that you can embody that much more power and space and love and truth without becoming afraid of any one of these sensations that sort of stops your process. Yeah. So I love that you said that because it's dance, but it's not dance. Right. Um, I have a, I have a client who's going to do my next, um, like the year long somatic coach training with me and she hates dance, but she loves yoga and she loves running. And so she takes these same principles. She takes this arc, these five steps and applies it to her movement practices because they can happen anywhere. So this is just the basics that you can apply to any movement, even in one breath, in one moment, you could do all of them, right? Okay. So da, 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 number four, this one's really fun. Uh, it's the joy. It's the celebration of like, holy moly, we've done a lot already, right? Like, like, oh, we got safe in something unknown. We cleared away the BS. We took a step toward what we want. We're starting to like release all of those patterns that don't serve us, all that extra tension. And when our body really does each of these steps, then our joy emerges through our hearts so naturally. We don't have to fake it. We don't have to like, I, I feel love and light and I'm fine. Like we don't have to fake our happiness. We actually, like when we learn how to be okay with the harder things, the anger, the grief, the fear that come in those early stages and we know how to move it through our body, then boom, like our true joy, our true power, our authentic grounded expansion arises through us. And then that's just fun. We just get to play. We get to celebrate. We get to be like our biggest, most alive expression of ourselves we do that for a while. And then step five, we, it starts to like the energy gets smaller. It comes back in, we start to contain it. And it can feel more like a, like a Shavasana at the end of a yoga where our breathing slows down, the energy starting to come in. We're giving all that love right back to ourselves and it's small and it's quiet and it's precise and it's complete. And that helps us, our, our, our body and our nervous system know that, wow, we did this whole big expansive transformational process. And now we're home again. We're safe again. It sort of like completes the circle 
to communicate to the body, like this is the new normal. This is the new standard. We don't have to keep running and like, like that, those parts are over. Now we get to rest in what we've created. And that part's really important too, so that we can replenish and heal and really land in our new baseline so that those sabotage or safety control parts of us don't send us that we get to really stay there and 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 that process we can do that loop forever you know (laughs) in so many ways Um, but anytime I'm bringing somebody through an embodied transformation process I'm communicating with my nervous system to them and then the brain steps can look a little different but I think that we did enough of a, a spiel so far Love it, girl. Amazing. Hey, just like, and the thing that I'm also hearing with all of this, we have a couple questions for you because we're just like, the things that you do are so similar to what we do, but from just like this really rich body movement place. So we're going to dive into some of those. But one thing that I really noticed with all of this was just like that deep self-love and that deep self-care place. And Lots of people think of like getting your nails done, getting your hair done as self-care, but no, I'm talking like caring about yourself and loving yourself deeply. When, when you go to that self-sabotage place, so many people want to beat themselves up for it. Oh, why do I do that? I'm such an idiot. Oh, like just, why is it so hard for you to figure out, you know what to do, but you're not doing it. Like, right. It's that beat up that, that rhetoric in the brain that just is so self-deprecating And when you mention just like that self-sabotage is just like, oh, I see you're trying to keep me safe. Thank you. We're okay. I love you. Let's move into the unknown. Oh, I know that fear. You want to bring it back up again. Hey girl, I see you. There's like this really gentle, calm, loving, compassion. Yeah. That's maybe the word is just being compassionate with yourself and through all of that is really something that I could feel and hear from your voice there. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. And, you know, one of the maps that really informed my work is Gabrielle Roth's five rhythms. It's a, it's a style of dance that has five steps that I learned so much from, and then took it, added it to my coaching practice and evolved it into what I'm sharing with you in terms of making this transformational work on purpose. And for her, step five, uh, she calls it stillness. And it's really about compassion. It's about that ability to like, like, I'll say it this way. If we're afraid to feel our anger, then we've got rose colored goggles on where we're going to see everything else in the world. We're going to see ourselves through that lens of not wanting to touch the anger where it's going to be hard for us to have compassion for our own anger or for somebody else's if we don't know how to be with it. And so when we can practice all the other steps, that stillness, that place at the end is actually true compassion because we're not afraid to be with anything that's real for us in our humanity, like you're saying. And then we can circle that compassion back in and bring it every single round And, and really, I think that's so important. And, and I think like the body gets, has gotten really shamed and gotten a bad rap for a long time 
in terms of like, it's crazy. It does weird things. We don't, don't understand it. And that's changing now as more of the rhetoric around trauma is coming out and people are understanding what trauma in the body looks like. And people are starting to learn like practitioners are starting to learn how to work with trauma if it comes up in their clients. And really like these steps that I've walked you through, if I had a client come in who was having a trauma response, I would take them through these same steps because these are actually the steps that help somebody um, complete a trauma response and, and return to their own level of safety. So when we are able to practice them without like being in that trauma, like as a regular practice or working toward a goal, we're actually learning embodied resilience so that if anything does happen to us or a memory does surface, we actually have a tool to, to bring ourselves the whole way through a situation and not have to be traumatized by it. Cause trauma is really just a, a freeze response, an overwhelm response that doesn't allow the nervous system to complete this cycle. So if we practice completing this cycle, then when something hard happens, we know how to help ourselves get the whole way through it. And I, I don't know why exactly I went that down that path, but it just feels so relevant to compassion mm -hmm. with like, this is not a, like to me, like the heart of this work is like, can we actually land in our bodies? Can we actually land in our lives and like love ourselves and love the fact that we're in this crazy physical suit, you know, even if we're, even if we're a soul or a spirit or however we, we want to say it, like everything our spirit wants to manifest, this body has to deal with. Yes. And so it's this body that we want to be like, oh yeah, that's harder for you than it is for me. So let me help you. <laughs> and I think too, we're so used to understanding that the body communicates with us, right? Our body mm -hmm. is always telling us something, whether, whether it's being uncomfortable in our body, whether it's the size of our body, the inability to move in certain free-flowing activities or whatever that is. But I think many people don't live in and love the body that they have, right? And so the body is always talking to us, but I think what I hear you talking about here is also communicating back to your body, Right. And I think that's the other piece of that communication back into the body of that compassion, that self-love, that healing place. So I think that's really powerful. And so, Riley, yeah. you, you talked about transforming trauma and moving through that. But one of the things that you work on and work with people for, and this is so connected to what Ange and I do and practice and believe, is manifestation. Mm -hmm. And so what the heck is manifestation through movement? I think I was catching snippets in that yeah. step process is that if somebody comes to you and they want to manifest the big house, the love of their life, all the money, all the abundance, all the joy, is that the same process? Basically. And it'll depend, you know, person to person, it depends on what, the, what, where they, where they are, but I'll walk you through it. So yeah. So let's say, and actually I just did manifest the big house. So, uh, I'll, Woo, I'll just share space. my story. <laughs> <Joy space. laughs> 
<laughs> totally, totally. So I just moved to North Carolina and it was really intuitive. I, I People are like, why'd you move? And I'm like, I'm not sure yet. We're going to find out soon. And I've been here with my big old manifestation wish list, right? Like if I could have everything I wanted, here it is. So like, like I'm sure this is one of your first steps too, is getting really clear on what you want. And, and writing it all out, sort of giving it to the universe. Here's my prayer. Here's what I want to manifest. Now, when we want to let our bodies in on the journey, right? What I had to do is, first of all, I arrived to the unknown. I got to North Carolina without the house, right? I had to take a step, like physically take a step into the unknown to really kind of signal, I mean business. I really want this. And I know that it's coming so much that I'm willing to take an action into the unknown to signal how much trust I have. So that's that safety step is right. It's like, here we go. Like I trust that this is coming. I trust it so much that I'm going to move toward it. And then that sort of like that boundary, that cutaway, that fire step, what happened was two things. One was I found myself in, in a familiar pattern of working really hard to try to find it and like looking at all the websites and contacting all the people and like sitting on the computer for hours. And that felt really bad in my body. And I had to be like, oh, right. Like this is not the feeling state of my manifestation. So I had to say no to my pattern and like step back, like bring my body back into alignment with, with the, with the resonance of what I'm manifesting. Then when I did that really amazing offers started coming in because whenever we clear out with a no, we create space for, uh, something to fill it. So stuff starts coming in, like amazing opportunities start coming in. And now I'm at that stage in how much do I believe what I really want is coming that I keep saying no to things that are almost there. Like, nope, it's not that house either. Nope, it's not that house either. This is like perfect for somebody else, but not me. We, we can do the same thing in dating and relationships, right? It's like, well, that person has most of the things. Like there is that one red flag, but like it's close enough, right? No, <laughs> we have to keep saying no to what's not our fuck yes. And sometimes it takes getting big and powerful in our body to do that. So I kept doing that. And then this is where the creation, the magic, the chaos, the, the like, whoa, like that cocoon magic shows up where I'm at a, uh, a Sunday dance in town here. And a woman recognized me. She was like, we danced together 10 years ago in, you know, this other dance floor. And I was like, no way. She's like, we just moved here. How are you? I was like, I just moved here. I'm looking for my two bedroom apartment. She was like, we just bought land. We have a two bedroom apartment on the land. We're looking for the right person. I was like, I'm looking for a two bedroom apartment on a shared communal piece of land. It was like, Duh, 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 duh. 
it was like, there's the yes. Oh my gosh. There's the yes. It was so easy. It's so magical. Right. And it's so perfect. It's so perfect. The yes is so real that it's almost like that's where this surrender piece can come. It can get scary. Like, oh my God, am I worthy? Can I really receive all of that and stay in my body? Or do I start freaking out and flipping out and running away sabotaging because it's like so much of what I want that I'm not used to it. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah. And just like kind of that safety, kind of that surrender. Like I am a yes to letting this yes in. I can really let that in my body. Um, and then, and then when we do that, we celebrate, like you said, like, oh my gosh. And it just keeps getting better. This house, this situation. And where I'm in now is that last phase where we really calm the nervous system back down. Like this is the new normal. This is your every day. This isn't like this big magic thing anymore. This is how we wake up every day from now on. Right. And so like, those are the steps kind of in practice of a manifestation process. So beautiful, girl. So freaking beautiful. And I feel like probably both of us are like going through things in our mind Mm -hmm. that were exactly that. And that's the, I always, and I, our listeners, I know you've heard me say this probably a million times by now, but honestly, when we follow our intuition and we go so hard in the right direction and we cut out the BS, even though it's so fucking scary, she catches you. She catches you and she delivers all the things and more. And that's the huge piece with manifestation is when we release the how, right? When you stopped getting on the computer and being like, oh my God, I got to find this, got to find this, right? You're like going right down into matter of like, this is up to me. This is my responsibility. I will figure it out. This is my plan and release all of that. When you give the how to the universe, she delivers it in a way that is honestly beyond what you could have in your perfect world created. She's like, oh, that we're going to go this way. And it's going to be so much fucking better. It's going to be easier. It's going to be faster. If you just like get the hell out of my way, girl, with all your like crappy little plans, I have the road to magic. Right. And I see that in what you're saying. And I'm just thinking too, of just my whole life in the past (laughs) year has been like exactly what you're saying with like, even like for the house and I have kids. So like when I left my marriage, it was like, I don't know where we're going to live. I don't know. But people are like, you have kids. Like you got to figure it out. And I'm like, I just trust. Like I just have to fully trust that she has my back and we are going to do this and it's going to be amazing. And like, it literally was beyond perfect. It was, it's an identical house to the house we moved from actually. So my kids are in the same bedroom. My youngest probably won't even know that we moved. It was like two blocks over. We're still able to go to the same school. We can walk where we need to go. It was like the most perfect situation. And I'm like, I would have never found this online. And I kept on being like so pushy and exactly what you're saying. It's like beyond perfect in every single way. And we just have to get out of the way. So totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, with intuition, and this is something that both of you have kind of touched on is intuition. We often think of as like the big yes, but it's also the big no's, which you talked about, right? Like I think of the things that I can't do That's my intuition also being like, okay, I don't know what I am going to do. I just know I'm not doing that. I can't do that anymore. And that's an intuition, 
right? And we can lead through our life from a place of doing intuitively what the yeses are, but we have to also pay attention to those intuitive no's, right? And that's that like cutting place that you talk about. And I just, I've never heard it described that way. And I love that where it's Mm -hmm. just like, this is a no, this is a no, this is a no. And it's like, it's beautiful. Yeah. And you know, I'm actually just talking with my, um, my coach trainees because they're starting to, um, like call in their first practice clients. And, you know, they're like, what if somebody tells me, no, I'm like, we're going to celebrate every no you get. Mm-hmm. Um, because empowered no's bring empowered yeses. And if we're too afraid to make an empowered no and empowered cut that place in our lives where the beauty wants to land is full of something. There's no room for this thing that, that is our yes to come and land. If we've got clutter, if we've got like unfinished business and, um, you know, I think I, I, I love Kate's like feng shui. We also worked with a feng shui artist, um, together. And it's like, if you want to bring in a brand new couch to your beautiful house, but you've got boxes everywhere that you haven't gone through and there's no space for it. So every time we make an empowered, no, we're clearing space for our yes to actually have a place to land. So I think of them as the same thing, right? Like an empowered, no actually is a yes. yes. It is a yes to the thing that's coming. Yes, absolutely. And it's an, I think of that too, in relationships, every person or everything or every situation who exits, that's a point of celebration, right? It's, it's an exit is an entry, right? And I think there's, there's so much power in that. My brain literally went to the couch thing. I don't know why, but it always comes back to that couch because we've had some issues with couches. We currently do not have a couch in our house and it's pure magic. Um, anyways, but it's that space of just like, imagine the old couch, you're keeping the old couch just in case you don't get the new couch. And then that new couch does show up. They can't coexist. You're not going to fully enjoy that new couch because you're going to be tripping over this old piece of junk that's probably peeling and right falling apart. And you have to make that space to bring in the beauty, right? Even, even if you can call in that yes with that no there, you're not going to enjoy it until you clear. Now for the listeners, I'm sure they're thinking, and we get this, like, you girls, you're living this amazing life. Um, but like, how can I make it happen for me? Are you guys performing magic? Are you witches? How in the world are you creating all of this? So really is manifestation magic or what is really happening here? That's creating what maybe in the past has been viewed as witchcraft or performing magic. What do you think, Raya? Totally. Well, I, I, I know I've told you a little bit about this. I I do think there is probably a level of magic, but what really got me excited in my lifetime, because I grew up with engineers for parents that like magic and woo, like that was not on the table. Like you had to tell me exactly why, exactly how. And so there was always this curiosity in me when anytime something spiritual or woo presented is like, well, what's actually happening? So I really kind of dove into the neuroscience, um, behind practices, which, um, 
that make that make what seems like magic possible. So uh, one of my favorite parts of the brain to describe to people is called the RAS. It's the reticular activating system. You don't have to remember that, but basically know that it's this little physical part of your brain that lives kind of in between what we would consider the subconscious and the conscious. And what it does is basically filter. So our subconscious brain, like this animal part of us, is actually taking in like 20 million bits of information per second. And then the RAS is deciding which 40 of those are going to get put up here and to our conscious awareness. So it is this massive filter of information. Our bodies, this is where our intuition comes from, is from all this vast amount of information we are constantly listening to and picking up on that we don't ever know because it's not deemed top 40, right? It doesn't get sent up to our conscious awareness uh, because it's not the most important, right? What's the most important? That car that's coming towards me that I need to get out of the way of. What's the most important? Uh, you know, the dog bark, whatever it is, right? And so what actually happens is that the RAS is, is filtering based on what's most important. But we are the ones who tell it what's most important. And this is where our intention comes in and is so important because our intention is kind of like typing into Google search. You know, I want to buy a red car. Have you ever had that where you're like, I want to buy something and then you start seeing it everywhere? Yes. Or you just got, this happened to me, I just got my nose pierced and then I see everyone's nose piercings. Or, you know, we hear, we just had this really powerful thought about something and then everyone else around us is talking about it. Like this is our intention, our conscious mind saying, this is what I care about. And our RAS going, cool, let me give you that information. So it's not that the nose rings and the cars and the conversations weren't always happening. They just weren't the signal that's important for us to become aware of. So this is where it seems like magic, because as soon as we well, let me say it this way. If we're not making conscious choices about our intentions, then what our RAS thinks is our intention is us saying, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get this right? Right. Those are intentions. And so the RAS doesn't know any better. It just goes, let me look for data for you. Here are some, here's some answers. You're asking what's wrong with me. Here's some things that might be the answer. Right. And so then we see all this evidence because it's just what we searched. It's what we searched our brain for. So when we can get really intentional about how do I step into pleasure or how do I, you know, how does life get even better? How do I feel the way I want to feel when we get into intentional we're asking yourself about where we're putting our conscious focus, it tells our RAS, give me that information because everything we could want is available. 
but we need to use our filters correctly so that we get it. And then once we do that, boom, it shows up, it's there. And we're like, oh my gosh, this feels like magic because it feels like it came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And we can all do it because this is how our brains are actually wired. Love that. Oh my gosh, girl. <clears throat> it's just like, we've <laughs> talked about the reticular activating system in our course as well. And oh, cool. yeah, so... It's, it's not new for you and I, but it, I'm sure it's new for a lot of listeners. I haven't heard it described that way. One of the ways that I describe it is imagine you have two brains and that's what I say to clients. Like you don't, but you do. And you, now I'm like, but you do, you do have two brains. Right. And I think of one as the soul brain and one as your human ego base brain. Right. And your human side really just wants to keep you safe. Right. And so there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of caution. There's a lot of terror that can go there because it just wants to survive this lifetime. It's just, I got to keep you alive. I got to keep you alive. I got to keep you alive. And then there's the soul part of your brain, or the, the soul brain. And that's what you're here to do. And so when you talk about that place of just like those, what is it, 20 trillion or billion or million or whatever things, that, the amount that we are filtering that your soul is coming through in that, right? And so that filter sends you up to your conscious brain where your ego lives. But if we can actually filter in the soul and call in, because that's where, when you're talking about intuition, right? You're When you move to North Carolina and you're like, I don't know, you're pulling on some of the information that is unconscious to you. You just know it. I just know it. I don't know why, but I know it. It hasn't made the top 40. It's not right up here in my like frontal lobe, but it's back here somewhere. And I don't have the information yet, but it will come forward. Right. And I think that's, I love that. I love the intersection of that. So thank you for sharing that. It makes so yeah. much sense. <laughs> that's the best part is like all of the magic actually makes sense. Like it doesn't have to be this crazy thing we don't understand. We might not be able to control it all the time as much as we want to, but we can relax into it because it is real. It is real. Absolutely. And I think too, for many people, I know some people, myself included, lead with heart and trust and I, I can do all of that without the brain piece. I don't need the neuroscience behind it. <clears throat> My husband does. He is an engineer, <clears throat> right? And so some people need, they start with the, the heart and they lead to the brain, the like knowledge piece. I need to understand. But so many people, I think, actually start with the brain, right? And then they can move into that heart place. So I love that we can now have the information that it's not, I can just, I can just go with, it's, it's magic. And my soul is like, cool girl, we'll do magic. She's okay with that, right? <clears throat> my husband's soul is like, I don't know how you do that. I need to know how to do it because he can't get to his heart place until he's got the brain concepts of everything, right? So I think that there's so much beauty in being able to cycle it forward or backward through both of those because it takes both, right? It takes mm -hmm. the brain, it takes the heart. But I think for so many people, when they think of that, I can't place it's because their brain gets in their way. Right. And so totally. I think having that information, that neuroscience, the, the knowledge behind it will allow so many people to go, Oh, I can lean back into my heart now. Cause my brain isn't so busy thinking about why this is absolute, like impossible. Now I know it's exactly. possible. So my heart yes. can catch up. 
That's exactly why I made embodied transformation the way I did, where every single unit and even those five I walked you through, I talk about the neuroscience and like the nervous system science that's happening behind each of them for just that reason, so that people can have the intellectual understanding because an intellectual understanding for a lot of people create safety yes. and safety is that first step. So if that's what you need for safety, let's do it, right? Let's do that first. When there's safety, now we can be in the experience, which is where we actually get the results. So yeah, I, I love this back and forth. Perfect. Beautiful. <clears throat> now, Raya, you have something super exciting coming up here, your Transform online event. So why don't you tell our audience what that's all about and how they might be able to sign up? Yes, I would love to invite anyone listening to come join me, join our team for Transform. It's my online weekend long manifest through movement dance retreat. So we take all of these processes. I give little snippets of the neuroscience and we actually, every single person walks themselves through this five-step process to manifest something very powerful in their lives. So I've seen people come up with houses, get proposed to, you know, have massive amounts of money show up at the door. Like we really do manifest miracles in just this weekend. We do it through movement. We have a big epic dance party at the end. Um, it's super fun. It's like, it's my way of giving this process to as many people as possible twice a year. It's very affordable. It's only $47. And if you grab a ticket before the early bird deadline, it's only $27. So it's super affordable for three days. Anybody can do it. Um, we'll have the links here for you all. It's at the end of the month, August 26 to 28. And it's really for people who are like, you know what? I want to take one weekend out of my life, clear the BS and step into a full on manifestation process and see if this will work for me too. So I would love to have any of you join. It's going to be really fun. Well, what's the, okay. Um, so there's what is the time commitment for that. I'm just thinking for our listeners, also myself, daytimes, evenings, is it kind of you pop on whenever it works for you? It's already pre-recorded. How does that What's the flow of that? Because I'm just thinking, I have three kids. How do I line this up? How do I make my schedule like happen here? Um, so for anybody who's yeah. going through that mental process <laughs> to feel safe in their body, what does yeah, um, yeah. what does the time frame look like? Is it the full weekend? Is it full on? Like you need to just like go and be totally cool. But just, yeah, for my brain, I need this. <laughs> I will absolutely tell you. So I, I like to say that it is choose your own adventure. There's like levels of participation. And if you really, really want like a big miracle, a big shift, you're going to want to clear your entire schedule. You're going to want to get the, you know, book the childcare, cancel the other activities and use the space in between sessions on the action you're going to take. So if you want to go all in and get the biggest results, that's the truth. Like, and, and to clear something that big does require and create energy. Um, there are like lesser levels of that process. So 
what that would look like is we have a, we have five two hour sessions. So Friday evenings, the first one, and then Saturday and Sunday morning, Saturday and Sunday evening. And they are all recorded. So if you can't make one, you can kind of schedule time in your weekend to watch the recording. They are all live though, um, prior to that. So best, you know, it's, it's sort of like choose your own adventure. If you're like, Oh my God, I need this thing. I need it to happen. Now I am 100% willing to give this everything. That's the plan, right? We don't, we, we, give ourselves even that time in between to be like, I'm in a journal. I'm going to do the homework. I'm going to make the call that my intuition reminded me of on that last session. And we actually use those times in between to take action into the unknown in our real lives. Because if we just do the homework inside, like, great, that'll get you somewhere. But if we really want to see the massive shifts, we are also taking action. Does that answer it? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Thank you. I, that feels amazing. Okay. Now, Raya, for somebody that's listening, that just wants to become more embodied or come back to their body, what's one thing, maybe one small step that they could do every day to come back into their body and be back into their skin? Hmm. That's a great question. I'm going to do it right now and find out what the answer is. (laughs) (laughs) I really, I really do tend to think that for a lot of us in the West, the most important thing to get into our bodies is to slow down. I'm feeling that happen in myself. It's so easy to speed up. Everything is constantly, even here, we're talking about embodiment and we've been speeding up, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, right. How do I get back in my body right now? I slow down my breathing. And the other thing that came to mind is I actually create sensation on my skin. So whether it's self-touch or a cozy blanket um, or a massage, actually just bringing your awareness to the sensation on your skin is a really great first tool that can kind of start to point you in the direction if then you're like, what are, where do I want to go from there? It can kind of open the doorways. But I would say slower breath, like give your spine that one little undulation and, and check in with your skin. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh Me my too. gosh. I see you do that. And actually when you're <laughs> teaching or whenever you're, you do this, you do this, like, yeah, this like movement with your hands that yeah. like, and I just saw, right. I just and saw you, know you what? That's that. just this year or like, like even like tapping on my collarbone and stuff just this year, it was like very intuitively. And then at Bodhi, I even remember when we were doing that breath work, my entire body was moving the entire time, like in kind of like lying down dancing motions. Right. Yeah. And it was, I feel like this is the first year I've really felt that of like, Oh, that's what I've always probably wanted to be doing, but just for whatever reason wasn't, but yeah. Amazing. Mm. Thank you for sharing Raya. Honestly, like the way you show up in this world, that smile is like, Oh, I'm so glad that people are going to get to see the video because honestly, your smile (laughs) is like a million watts of brightness. And as soon as you walk into our room, it's just, 
beaming. So I love, love, love the way you show up in this world, girl. Thank you. With my heart, I'm letting my heart receive that. Oh, <laughs> taking up hug. space and sending Big it hug. to you. <laughs> love. Oh, we're gonna have to go to North Carolina. Uh, duh. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like we, and like, where will we stay? I don't know. Rise just manifested this kick-ass place, so there. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. Yeah, because uh, I just invited us. <laughs> I love how you do that. Publicly. I love how I just like we're coming. Yeah, get ready. Big space. <laughs> we'll Look at that. that. They're manifesting it. They're like universe. Yeah. We know it's happening. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I was just thinking a wilderness weekend. How cool would that be, girl? Let's sing into my soul, baby. We're doing sing it. Into my soul. We're so in, girl. Oh, let's do it. Let's yes. totally do it. Because um, when you t- okay, I know we're at the end, but this is just like a geek out thing, right? When you bring this process into nature, nature becomes the collaborator, mm-hmm. and so you see the magic happen right in front of you when the bear shows up right when you're like learning how to protect your your inner child and she shows up with her baby bear right when the storm comes in right when you cut through your own bs like nature mirrors this process back to us and it is so magical and so powerful to feel that connection and to really feel we're not alone in this the entire like web of life around us is dancing with us and it feels when we make a dance move and it responds and, and so yes yeah. do it outside <laughs> so girl oh my gosh backing back to that geek out place a little bit i i truly believe it's all interconnected like i believe that the rivers are speaking to us and the birds are like we're if you listen with your heart and your soul and your body, it's, there's so much communication and it's all interconnected. But my sister-in-law, Christina, just asked me if I've heard about tree touching. Have you heard about this? I, um, I hadn't. And it's okay if you hadn't. So, but basically you talk to a tree and you say, tree, can you hear me? And you stand close enough. And she said, she's seen multiple videos of just like the tree response. Like it just comes and it just touches your body. Touch me, show me that you can hear me. And she said, like, literally it's, it's uncanny that, so we're going to try this. Uh, yes. And it just reminded me of like, when you said that, of just when you're in nature, she's, she's responding, she's feeling that energy and giving it back. And like the way that that all comes together, I just thought, oh, there's this tiny little test that just, there's my reticular activating system calling yeah. it. <laughs> But that's, I'm going to try that. But anyways, that sounds absolutely epic. We're all in. Yeah, yeah. totally. Amazing. And maybe we'll, maybe we just make a little crew of it with your listeners at some point. We'll plan one. That sounds I would love epic. that. Amazing. Oh, so good. So, okay. so good. All right, Raya. Well, all the best with your event. And I'm sure we'll have some of our listeners that will be clicking on the link and signing up to participate with you. Um, and again, thank you for your time today. We really, really appreciate you. It's my pleasure. It's so good to see you. And I can't wait till we connect again soon. Sounds good. Love you, lady. Love you. Bye. Bye.